Welcome back to Totally Aimless. This is a podcast where I talk about pretty much anything. That's why it's called Totally Aimless, because I you never know what I'm going to talk about. And right now I'm on the topic of gos- the Gospel of John, the New Living Translation. Um, if you heard my first podcast, the very first one, I talk about a lady who get, uh, prayed for me at church, and she gave me this little booklet called Gospel of John New Living Translation. She asked me to go through it and read it and highlight anything that stood out um, because that's what God wants to me to hear and wants me to talk about, or um, wants me to meditate on and wants to grow or, or wants me to focus on. So... That's what I've been doing, and where we left off the last time was uh, chapter 3 of the Gospel of John. So what I'm doing is I'm going to read it, and there are some text in here that's bold, italicized, or underlined. Um, For the text that is in italics, it is to... It affirms the character and identity of Jesus Christ. For the text that is in bold, it a it um, accents the good news of God's forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. For the text that is underlined, um, it points the way to Christian living and growth. So, italicized just confirms character and identity of Jesus. Bold face, the good news of God's forgiveness and eternal life, underlined, points the way to Christian living and growth. So probably, I would say the underlined, the underlined part is probably the most important. I mean, it's all important, but one of the things we should focus on because that's where we apply it to our lives. Um, okay, so chapter three. There, this is bold text. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. God, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So since that was in bold text, that means it is um, accenting the good news of God's forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. So next, okay, what do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Bold text. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. End bold text. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, 
You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. Bold. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake of a pole in the wilderness, so the... So the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. End bold. And the judgment is based on this, this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Okay, so that's an interesting that's an interesting point to make for chapter 3. Alright, so the next story, and still part of chapter 3, is John the Baptist exalts Jesus. Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there, baptizing people. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Aenon near Salem because there was plenty of water there and people kept coming to him for his baptism. This was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people, and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you. I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the best man is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with the joy and at his success. Underlined paragraph, or underlined sentence. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. So I guess that's what we should apply to our lives. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Italicized. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true. 
for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the Spirit without limit. The Father loves his Son and has put everything into his hands. And italicized bold and anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life but remains under God's angry judgment and bold Jesus and the Samaritan woman chapter 4 Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sashar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time, because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Bold. Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water and the bold. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. Bold. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And bold. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have about had, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped. Jesus replied, underlying text, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. While we Jews know all about him, the salvation comes through the Jews. 